When you're young, there are some things you have to learn. How to catch a baseball. And good table manners don't come too easily. But when you're a boy, losing things is one of the few lessons you don't have to learn. And that's our story tonight on Leave it to Beaver. Louise it to Beaver. Starring Louise Gaspin and John Richardson as the co-host. Hey, boys and girls and everything in between. It's me, Louise. And it's me, John. And you are listening to Louise it to Beaver. Hey, Louise. I want to just say to all of our listeners out there to... To, uh, to just to thank you for hanging in there. As we mentioned before, I just had a little baby, a little uh, beaver slash Wally of my very own. And, That's uh, right. you know, it's it's tough to find time to, to do this kind of stuff uh, when you have a, a wee little one. But uh, don't worry, everyone. We are committed to bringing you <laughs> the definitive podcast about Leave it to Beaver. Only because nobody else has one. That's right. Yet, to our knowledge. <laughs> to our knowledge. That is right. Um, today we're talking about the episode, The Haircut. This is the fourth episode that has aired? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth episode total. Not, But, you know, that's counting the unaired pilot. So... If you don't know what John's talking about, go listen to the pilot podcast We'll fill you in. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, why don't we start off with our TV guide versus Louise and John? Okay. All right. So you TV guide okay. for this episode said, let me, when Beaver loses his haircut money, Wally does the job. That's it? That's it. Okay. Uh, my... My brief synopsis would be Beaver has a tendency to lose things. So then everybody learns a lesson about learning lessons. Oh, I like it. It's I. okay. I'm going to just come out right out front and say this. I didn't love this episode. Oh, there were lots of things I didn't love. I had a lot of problems with this episode. Okay. Step me. Here's my first problem. Mayfield? Where is okay. it? Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and uh and bring this up. I am a member of the Facebook fan page of the Leave It to Beaver fan club. And No way, am I? What's that? Am I? I don't know. Jo- oh, I thought maybe you would have done it for oh, me. Okay. Why would I? How could I have done it for you? I don't. I don't know. I'm not thinking. Do you want to give me your Facebook password and I'll just have total <laughs> control over it? Uh, there is always a lot of discussion about where is Mayfield, and the answer is, and this is the like Joe Connolly, Bob Mosher explanation is like it's anywhere and everywhere because we want it to be, which is kind of like. Yeah, okay, and I feel like there are lots of clues that they give you just to throw you off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so because, okay, let's go for well, it. Oh, oh, let's recap some of the things that we know. It's got to be somewhere 
in the Midwest because it is, according to the episode where Beaver runs away, uh, the cheapest bus ticket is to Chicago. Right. Okay. So it's probably not super close to Chicago, but somewhere near it. Uh, but then when uh, Ward and, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Fred Rutherford. Fred Rutherford. I knew Rutherford. I couldn't think of Fred. Uh, when they are out looking for Beaver and Violet Rutherford, uh, there are palm trees. Right. So. Not the Midwest. Not the Midwest, unless somebody's importing palm trees. Trees. Yeah. Okay. Here, the reason that this was my first thing that I hated. Okay. A minute and six minutes. Or er, six, six minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I think I'm having a stroke, you guys. Uh-oh. Um, a beave induced haircut stroke. Okay. <laughs> a minute and six seconds into the episode, which is basically the like blah, blah, blah lead in. And then the theme song. Mm-hmm. The very first thing is exterior, night, like dusk, we'll mm-hmm. say. There are leaves on the trees. Okay. Now, let me just take you a second to past my notes down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if you oh, noticed wait, what I it? also noticed. 18 minutes into the episode, exterior, day, Nobody's wearing coats and there are leaves on the trees. Now, in the episode, and we can, we're just slightly going out of order, but it's the Grant Avenue School Holiday Festival. Okay. In the last scene of the episode, right. scene 15, they do this placard. There's a holiday song. It's a Christmas sung. pageant. It is a Christmas pageant. Well, I also want to note that they go to a seemingly religious school. Mm. Found that kind of interesting. Doesn't have to do with the location of Mayfield. But here's what I noticed. I'm like, there's no Christmas tree. There's no decorations. Correct. Here's something that I noticed, though. This has nothing to do with the seasons. But in Wally and the Beaver's bedroom... There is a pennant on the wall that says Lindale. Lindale is a town in Minnesota. Uh uh. Yaha. Uh uh. Yaha. There are no palm trees in Minnesota. Even if you imported them in, they would die. <laughs> especially in the It is winter like in the 10 winter. months out of the year there. I know. Yeah, I was like, that's why it's I, winter 10 that's months why out of I the year. I kind of think that Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher are just messing with us. Uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's impossible. This is a place that exists neither on Earth nor any other planet. Uh, we are in limbo. This is this television show exists in another realm. Yeah. I mean, we're going to keep on looking out for like weird clues. Just yeah, clues. Not, not necessarily clues, because if what they're saying is true, that this exists in like any town USA, then we are looking for slip ups. That's what we're really mm. looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this is kind of like a debate. This is a debate that's been going on since 1957. Where yeah. is Mayfield? People are still talking about Where this. Where is it? In the Facebook fan page group, people are just like, I think that it's in so-and-so. And it's like, as somebody else is just like, no, it exists nowhere and everywhere. <laughs> like, people are still having this debate. 
I can't wait. Okay. Let's go, let's go back to the beginning, By the way, shall we? I, so my dog Daisy is in the, uh, in the room with me. And I really hope that you all can't hear her licking herself because I can and it's loud <laughs> and gross. <laughs> I couldn't hear it, okay. but I'm glad you shared. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the haircut. This, Let's do it from the beginning. This, Scene one. Well, this uh, just a little background. This episode oh, yeah, aired please, please. on October 25th. Uh, my brother Scott's birthday in 1957. Scott wasn't born yet for another. Um, what is it? 30 well 20 something years um so it it was written by a man named bill manhoff who wrote a couple of well he wrote a lot of things but he also wrote some tv movies called get this maggie the name of my daughter and one called maggie brown I know. Whoa. Jaw dropped. So I was like, I know. Yeah. Wait, what up? My little daughter getting a little shout out by Bill Manhoff, writer of The Haircut, an episode I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Want to want to start off the little uh, our scene by scene breakdown? Yeah. Scene one opens on June sewing a costume for the Beeve school play. Do we have a first June look? We do have a first June look. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I love it. Um, oh, did I not put it in? I think I emailed it to you, but then maybe didn't put it in my own notes. Oh. Let me. Uh-oh, I may have not. Oh, I need to refer to my email. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, my goodness. While you're doing that, I'm just going mm-hmm. to start off. So June and Ward are in the living room. And, yes, June is uh, sewing angel wings for beaver who is in a school play uh where he is playing an angel and she can't find one of the wings uh and ward is just like has seems to have no idea that beaver is in this play because this is the first time he's hearing about it and uh we are this is the initiation of the the theme of this episode which is losing things so june can't find one of the wings. Have you found the first look yet? I have. Okay. June is wearing this pointed collar, uh, three-quarter length sleeve dress, pencil dress, and it's got this sort of diamond but brocade pattern on brocade? it in my head. Um, brocade is like... It's An like arcade for bros? Up, like... That's right. Um, it's like a it's like a puffed up. It's not embroidery, but it's not um, a pattern inside the the fabric, like stamped on or like uh-huh. dyed on. Like the thread is lifted a little bit, and it looks kind of swirly. Oh, it okay. looks kind I get of it. like um, Napoleon's wife would wear that. Maybe like it's sort of, but instead of it being swirly and florally or paisley, mm-hmm. they're in diamonds. Cool, got it. Um, and she's got multiple pearls. Okay. I imagine this to be like a navy and gold. Got it. It's black and white, so who can tell, but that's what I imagine it to be. Cool. A dig. A dig. So, uh... And I mean, you know, earrings, and, and she's got obviously like two bracelets on or a bracelet to watch because she's always just dolled up. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if like... She like maybe her 
elbow tendons are very tight and she needs to have weight on her wrists to weigh her arms down or else they'll just like spring up, up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. spring right up. Uh, so she needs to weigh down her (laughs) wrists. Uh, so yeah, so she's getting his, uh, the costume for his school play ready and, uh, Ward is asking what it's all about. So she explains that he's playing an angel in the school play. And which, by the way, Beaver has a lot of school plays. Wasn't he playing Smokey the Bear in another school play just a few episodes ago? Um, And then he was in reference to Beaver playing an angel. Ward asks, does it offend his masculine, his masculine dignity? What's that all about? Gross. Shut up, Ward. Yeah. And then uh, he says, I wonder if it's not affecting him at school. And June says like, oh, you know, I think he is a little upset. He hasn't eaten his lunch, said his teacher. Right. For three days. It's like, how often are you talking to this kid's teacher? Yeah. Miss Canfield, what? right? Same teacher, same teacher as the Smokey the Bear patch. <laughs> I think that this maybe is, uh, it's like a, a, like a school, like the school from fame where they're just in plays all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a performance <laughs> elementary school. Um, yeah. So. And then what the next thing that irked me is that June, who is like a Jedi mind trick mother getting the beef out of the tree in another mm-hmm. episode is like, Ward, could you talk to the beef? Cause like, I just couldn't. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know. I, there were, there were a lot of things that were problematic for me. It's like, how do we get from this thing to the next thing? So they come up with a lot of like really weird ways to get the story to move along. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so glad that like, I wasn't the only one that was thrown by this episode. Oh, I was watching it. It just it felt and I was weird, like, right? From the moment that, that it started and I saw the exterior dusk and I was like, oh, leaves on the trees, must be summer. <laughs> or, and then she's sewing angel wings. Yeah. I was like, hold up now. Yeah. And then they started talking and then I was not on board. There was just, it just felt strange. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I feel like this episode, um, maybe Bill Manhoff, the writer, was like trying to work out some things with like his family. I, I don't know. It seemed like he had some unresolved business with like maybe his parents when he was a kid or maybe with his children now. I don't know. There was there was something about it that just seemed like this, what you're saying seems a little too specific, but like not specific enough. Yeah, I don't know. It was just very odd, very very awkward. No, I agree with you on there. Yeah. Okay. So then the next scene is upstairs in the boys' bedroom. Wait, time Wally out. And the I'm beef. looking out my okay. window right now, and there are two children throwing around a football in the middle of the street. Uh, Wally and the Beef. Classic. Wally and the Beef. Wally right, and the Beef. Go on, Louise. <laughs> um, boys' bedroom. Wally and the Beef seem to be doing homework. Right. Um, so not the summer. Uh, and Wally is like super annoyed, and he's like, "Hey, Beef, I think they're calling you." Um, we- I don't recall. Like, 
Can we just go ahead? Take a second to talk about Wally's amazing like gas lamp <laughs> that he's sitting next to. <laughs> it's he's sitting so it's like really like antique looking like from the I don't know 1800s like <laughs> gas lamp. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So then Beaver gets called down. Oh yeah. Yeah, so classic though. He's like, "Hey Beef, I think they're calling you and then like disgruntledly goes back to his yeah. homework and you can I think hear June going like beaver and he's like I don't think I hear him yeah classic <laughs> beef right Ugh. and then um is this when Wally says like whatever they want from you I don't want to have anything to do with it or like something like that yeah I think so which is yeah setting everything up just a little too perfectly Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like all of, also what is funny about these scenes is like they're like four lines long and then we move to the next scene. Yeah. It's almost it's almost like why didn't they condense it into one larger scene where they were just all in the same place talking and right or just like they're June is sewing the angel wings and Ward just calls him down and he just comes down the stairs. Right. But I think they just like needed so, to get like a little moment of they they just felt like they needed to get that moment in of Wally being like, keep me out of your shenanigans. It also makes me think how many other lines did they film? And then for purposes of, you know, ah, we were 30 seconds over, so we have to cut some stuff because there's commercials or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder, like, ah, just cut it here in the editing room. Like what? treasures lie in tin cans and reels of film and Hollywood. <laughs> is it, that is another weird thing about this episode. Yeah. It definitely feels like some of the scenes got just like they're missing something. Yeah. Yeah. Like what I would have, okay, so that's all what I would have liked from this scene is Wally saying every single time they call your name, I end up getting into tr- some trouble. And then Beaver's like, What do you mean? And then he lists some examples of things that like we never see, but just like that he's mentioning from the past eight years of, you know, television that we've never seen. I don't know. Right. Or I was sort of thinking uh, a part could have been uh, not that the beef keeps losing his money, but he keeps like saying that he's losing it and stashing it aside so that he can like buy his parents a Christmas gift. Right, or yeah. like, you know, I kept thinking, how is he holding on to all of the things that he's holding on to, but happens to just lose the money? Because this kid has got everything but the kitchen sink. Right, yeah. So let's, so let's move on to the next scene where Ward is okay. talking to Beaver about the missing lunch. Where um, he's just like being super weird. He's just, I think first he's just like, I just wasn't hungry. Yeah. And then, yeah. I was going to say the my favorite part of this whole scene is when he's like, um, shake on it because that'll prove you're not mad at me. Yeah. And he like does this little handshake. I was like, ah, the beef is the cutest. He's the cutest. And also he's kind of like the king of loopholes. Mm. Like he's mm-hmm. he's very clever, but he's also a dummy. Yeah. Uh, but one of the lines that I really liked about this scene 
was when uh, Ward says to him after he's just like, I just wasn't hungry or whatever. He's like, I thought you liked your old dad well enough to have secrets from me. And this line, I liked it because he refers to himself as old dad. And that's what I refer to myself as to my daughter. No, I say, come hang out with old dad or, you know, I just refer to myself as old dad. Oh, man. Which is, was really weird for me. Um, appealing, appealing th- cross-generationally. True, but this line was also a problem for me because, as we'll find out later, this is kind of the, the lesson that June and Ward learn kind of is moot because he says this line earlier on. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Another moment I really liked um, was... He, for the beef, I think Ward said, says something like, you can tell me, like, just between us men. Oh, yeah. And then the beef comes back with, just between us men? I wasn't hungry. Yeah. Like, he's, like, taking the manipulation, right. understanding oh, it, and then still cutting under extre- it, which is like. Beaver is extremely, extremely manipulative. He manipulates yeah. Wally time and time again. Oh, yeah. Over and yeah. over. A little problem child devil uh oh yeah yeah so if we haven't said it already what really happened is that he hasn't been eating lunch because he keeps on losing his lunch money which is yeah so strange to me that all of the sudden from one week to the next beaver goes from somebody who doesn't lose his money to somebody who loses his money so yeah my mind went where your mind went, which was he's saving his money for something. Yeah. Especially when they're so good at collecting uh, from the, I guess it's unaired pilot episode, but the the bottle caps and right. from uh, collecting whatever it is that they needed to get to send away for the game. Right, but that is, I mean, that was an aired episode. So that's like, he has saved money. I mean, granted, that wasn't, a lot of money. Um, although I have done some, uh, some calculations, <laughs> uh, based on what they say certain things cost and then what they would cost now with inflation. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. That's one of the really fun things about this is cause they mentioned dollar amounts a lot. And, uh, I, I find a lot of joy into doing like just putting it in through like the calculator of like inflation and seeing what things we worth now. Uh, but we'll get to that in the next scene. Um, so, yeah, he's saying that he lost his money. And that's another reason why I don't think I like this episode is because him losing his money is less interesting and believable to me than him stashing away money. Right. Here's the next thing that kind of bothered me about this, too. And I guess it's not really. There was just no regard for it at all. But I feel like if I had a, a an issue with my kid enough so that the teacher would call home because mm-hmm. to say, like, you know, he hasn't been eating at school. My first thing after hearing that he hadn't been eating would be like. Aren't you hungry? Yes. I know. Are you hungry? Like, 
are you able to concentrate in school? Should we pack a lunch for right. you? Not like, you know, his dad kind of in that scene when he's talking to him in the handshake and whatever is like, ah, Beaver, how could you lose your money again? You don't know anything about money. And it's like, if he goes to school from like 830 in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon and there's no lunch. Is it going to affect your grades? Yeah. Is it affecting your behavior? Are you hungry? Yeah. And it's it's a little kid. They, yeah. you know, trusting him with money. That's I don't know. You should be packing him a lunch. You should Less be packing him a lunch, especially. Come on, June. I mean, what I else mean, is you're June a doing? Stay at home mom. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ward's on the father's committee, but... Right, he's on the father's committee at school. He has a job working with Fred Rutherford doing something. He's a busy guy, yeah. and he's an involved yeah. parent. June is just looking fabulous and sewing angel wings, and that's her life. Getting too many manicures or something. <laughs> Shopping. Um, so, all right, let's move on to the... Next scene is uh, they're in the kitchen, right. and... June's second oh, look. Second so I'm assuming the next day, right. it's not like later on in the afternoon, but the next day she is wearing a gorgeous plaid skirt, belted, a sweater with a matching scarf mm -hmm. and, you know, arm candy earrings. Pearls. Yeah, got to weigh down those wrists. And in this one, I'm thinking maybe it's like sort of mustard and oranges. Ooh, yes. Ooh, I like that. I don't. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. Yeah. So uh, Ward and June are talking in the kitchen and it, I there was a moment about this that I really liked. June comes in carrying groceries and Ward helps her carry in the groceries. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. kind of it. Oh, wait. Is this one of the examples of what the money yes, would be? Because she specifically okay, mentions even with inflation, two bags of groceries cost twenty three dollars and eighty six cents. And she's complaining about the inflation. Now, two bags of groceries that she's holding with inflation would cost $208.72. June is shopping at Whole Foods. She, well, <laughs> pre-Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what is she buying? Uh, I believe that she even mentions what she bought. Or you could see there was like some milk... Um, Clearly, she's also buying, as we know from previous episodes, raw eggs. eggs. Raw eggs, specifically. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> My God. Um, and then, so yeah, she's asking, like, where's the beaver? And he's like, oh, I sent him out to get a haircut and gave him money to do so. And I... Uh, mm -hmm. What... I... Uh, Oh, yeah. As an example of why he just sent Beaver out with. This is my favorite part. I'm so glad you've picked okay. up on it, too. Go ahead. Uh, when she's just like, but he just talked about how he's losing money. How could you just send him out with money? And Ward says the craziest thing. I thought so, he too. He says, like in the Air Force, when a pilot crashes, they send him right back up again so he won't lose his nerve. What? Ah. What? Okay. First of all, yeah. losing money and crashing are two different things. And also, what? <laughs> oh my god. I and 
That was that was my one note from this scene. I was yeah. like, well, OK, what, what I, is he talking what about? What I do like about this crazy example aside is that Ward trusts his child. Right. You know, he uh, he also did something very thoughtful. My dad never gave a crap if I got a haircut when I was like a little kid. Now he does because he, you know, is just like, you'll go out of the house looking like that. Uh, but he <laughs> he knew he knew that Beaver was going to be in a school play and wanted him to look nice for the play. That was a really thoughtful thing that he did. And could he have maybe taken him? Yeah. Yeah. Should he have taken him? Yeah. Maybe. Rather than just handing him money and saying, here you go, knowing that he is prone to losing money, maybe he should have been like, hey, let's work on this together and see where you're going wrong, how you're losing this money. Yeah, I was like, it's obviously not a school day because... He goes out in the middle of the day to get a haircut mm-hmm. and he's like wandering around and doing stuff, which means if it's not a school day, it's not a work day. Yeah. So what is Ward doing that he can't take his kid to go get a haircut? He's just sitting in the kitchen. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Daisy yeah. is licking so loud. And I can't hear it. I do have my air conditioner just, running because it's really hot. I just hot gave today, her a little but. shake. Hopefully uh, a gentle shake. I just shook the right, her little right, bed right. a little bit. Um, so <laughs> let's see. Yeah. So I like that he did that. And then Daisy, go back in your bed. There she goes. Okay. Sorry about that, everybody. So now we are at the barber shop. Yes. This is a very interesting scene. <laughs> this is a very interesting scene for multiple reasons. <laughs> so one of my one of my favorite parts and probably only funny to me or anybody that would have known me circa 2005 mm-hmm. is um the beef when he's like it's his turn to mm-hmm. to get his money, he like can't find it yeah. and he starts like looking in like his shirt pocket, his coat pockets, his pants pockets, but he does this little yeah. like hand padding and I used to have a I still have it it's in a box, but it's a a puppet uh-huh. that looks like an old man with a mustache and a golfer and I would always make this puppet and is the puppet's name is Stu go like where's my wallet and like <laughs> look for his wallet but the beef was doing Stu looking for his wallet That is uh, really funny. Um I loved it. Yeah, well the question then is, does he have a wallet or is it just loose money? I think it might just be loose money. Yeah, maybe he needs like a chain wallet. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's the perfect candidate for a chain wallet. For sure. Um, yeah, so we're at the barber shop. Uh, the barber is played by a gentleman named Benny Baker, who was like everybody else that shows up on the show in an episode of every tv show yeah everybody's just in everything and then he looked really familiar in the 50s uh he looked like jolo trulio who okay uh he was on the state he's on brooklyn 99 uh wet hot american summer hmm. anyway you'd know him if you saw him okay uh probably but you know he's an actor he shows up in a lot of things he just has a, he had a very very similar vibe to Jolo Trulio, very similar look to his face too. Anyway, so uh, he plays the barber who is not the the head lead barber who's normally there. Um, 
He's like the vacation relief barber. Yeah. Who was that? Sydney? Or something. Is the main Stanley. Yeah, Sydney. Stanley. I think it's Stanley. Hmm. Maybe it is Stanley. Now I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so, oh, but another fun thing that I liked about this scene was that while Beaver's sitting and waiting, what is he doing? He's peeling the little label off of his sneaker. Off his shoe. Yeah. (laughs) She's like bored. Well, he didn't have an iPhone to play with. So he's like, I guess I'll just deface my own shoes. Yeah, I guess I'll just like take this label off of the side of my shoe, which just peels off. Yeah. And what's funny, too, is that I think after he gets it off of his shoe, it's not like he crumples it up and throws it in like a a waste banner on the floor. He like puts it in his pocket. Yeah, he puts it in his pocket. (laughs) He, I'll save this for later. He is a collector, as we find out shortly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, the previous, the, the guy who gets his hair cut prior to the beaver, um, I believe his name was Mr. Todd. Uh, he puts his haircut on, a, on his tab. Oh, which is interesting. Uh, That's uh, something that we also experienced in the last episode when Violet Rutherford puts the milkshakes on her dad's tab at the drugstore or whatever. Um, Oh, yeah. I do have a what I found interesting. Stanley the boss. Nice. So here's what I thought was super interesting. So the beeves like, yeah, put it on my tab. Right. But then asks what a tab is. Right. And it's like, you just learned this. Yeah, that's what I thought was weird, too. And then he's like, put it on my tab. And he's like, do you have a tab? And he's like, I don't know. And then he's like, put it on Mr. Todd's tab. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very interesting. And it's like how quickly you forget what a tab is. Do you learn nothing? Right. Theodore, the beaver cleaver. Um, Yeah, that would be something I would lock away forever. Right. So then he's trying to barter, which is very interesting. And he's going through his pockets and the thing that he pulls out that the barber is actually somewhat interested in is a glass yes. doorknob. It's not scratched or anything. Not scratched and or anything. And the barber looks at it and it's like, that's a nice looking doorknob. Yeah. And I mean, I, I go to a lot of... Um, like architectural salvage places. I'm a homeowner. So it's like, you look for these things and I have a house that's from the twenties. So it's like, you try to find things that match, you know, what's original to the house and mm-hmm. a glass doorknob like that, that isn't scratched. That's uh, you, worth way more than a haircut. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, so a haircut costs a dollar 50 today. And then 25 cents for 25 the tip, cents right? 25 cents for the tip, right. But today, $1.50 is $13.12. But Cost cutters or whatever. What is that called? Uh, Supercuts. Supercuts. <laughs> so um, a glass doorknob would probably cost like maybe like a really good one without any scratches could cost like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, maybe then was like, it was a way worth deal. a little bit less, but like still... Probably about 13 bucks. So if this guy was, if this barber was really in the market for a glass doorknob and he seemed like he liked the idea of this doorknob, he probably would have been like, you know what? I'll put the $1.50 in the till and uh, I'll take this doorknob. Take this doorknob. doorknob. But 
Also, I'm like, you know how long it would take to cut to cut the beef's hair? He's just getting a trim, yeah. right? It's not like he's a lady who needs a wash and a shampoo and a cut and a blowout. Yeah. Or like a perm where they sit under those hooded right. things and have their hair in rollers. <laughs> like at the beauty salon. He's like snip, snip, and he's done. Five right. minutes. Yeah. Just cut the kid's hair. Yeah. Ugh. Um. And I another uh, observation is that this barber is in the haircutters union. I believe that came oh, up. Yeah. Um, oh, and another thing that the beaver offers are lead soldiers. He has these little like That's lead cute. soldiers in his pocket, which these days could, you couldn't buy. You can get those; they'll kill you. Yeah. Poison. I also thought it was uh, cute that he was uh, he said uh, that he couldn't call his parents to OK the mm-hmm. haircut because their phone's been discontinued. Right. You know, <laughs> he, he didn't say like disconnected. Right. He said discontinued. This is, this is part of Beaver's. Uh, they call it charm. That make the thing that makes him a character is that he like mispronounces words or, you know, uses the wrong words. I'm over it. I'm like not charmed by this anymore. Okay. I feel like, and I hope that this is something that fizzles away over time. That they're just like, yeah, forget that. Kind of like on uh, one of my favorite television shows, Frasier, how in the first season they make a big deal out of Daphne being uh, psychic. But then as time goes on, it comes up maybe once every three seasons. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's just kind of like a eye rolly moment. But like Beaver mispronouncing words is like, come on, let's do something a little bit more interesting now. Right. Um, So the next scene, because, of course, then he doesn't get the haircut and he goes home tail between his legs. Um, They're in the living room and Ward's jerkiness is rubbing off on Wally. Oh, yeah. Wally's like trying well, his, he's modeling his chauvinism. Yeah. yeah. He um he's modeling the Beeves angel costume uh so that June can, she can sew fit the it. wings on she or can just, like, something fit it yeah. properly. Yeah, and he says like what if uh the guys come into our house and see me they'll think I look like a sissy. Yeah. I love the way he says sissy by the way. Just the way that he oh, says the word sissy. And, He's like, sissy. I'm going to have to go yeah. back and listen. But, uh, yeah, it's, well, and uh, you know, I, I understand. It's not that I uh, agree with the way that he is acting, but, like, it's, it's not uncommon to, for, like, boys at that, t- in that era, in that age to, like, not want to seem unmanly. But yeah. also it's, like, Kids are just coming by their house willy nilly. Like, yeah, I was like, could, don't they like at least ring the yeah. doorbell and then you could be like, mom, take this costume off me quick and then we'll right. answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Um, and then here's another example of losing things. June can't find her scissors. Oh. Hmm. Where could those have hmm. gone? Cut to. I know. <laughs> yeah, cut cut to. Uh, now they're in the boys' bedroom. Yeah, they're in the bedroom, Wally comes in and he hears a noise coming from the bathroom door. A little snip snip snip. 
What could that be? Oh, yeah. And then uh, he comes out or like, I think Wally well, says but, like. Yeah. But first, Wally's just like, hey, Beaver, what are you doing in there? And Beaver goes, I'm not doing nothing. Nothing at all, Wally. Like a liar. Like a liar. Yeah, and then act break. Um, yeah. So he comes out of the, the bathroom uh, and Wally says, you look like an Airedale right. with mange. He says, you look like First, Wilson's Airedale when he had the mange. Oh, yeah. So here's what right. I want to say, like, about this. It's not Golden Retriever. It's not Poodle. It's not Labrador. Like, I'm trying to think of or 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 like. Collie, like something of the era, German Shepherd, Rinton Ting, right. uh, Lassie. It's like, like a standard breed. An Air, yes, an Airedale, an Airedale. What a in my head is like breed. so specific. It would be one thing if he had like long flowing blonde hair and there were chunks missing from that, but it was still also like kind of long. You know, it was... He had cut his own hair and it was just really choppy. Like German Shepherd would have been fine. Also, right. The mange. I love it. <laughs> the mange. I know. Um, another thing I really, really liked about this uh, interaction between the bo- the boys is uh, the beef says he's trying to ask Wally to give him a haircut. He manipulates Wally. Yes. Yes. And he says, um. Like, I'm not, I can't give you a haircut and or I, I won't be good at it or something. And he says, have you ever given a haircut? Then how do you know yeah. you can't? He is a manipulative little slime. And he's like, it's a small head. I have a small head. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he uses his weird psychology to manipulate his brother. And while yep. he falls for it, I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely questioning Wally's ability to like. I don't know, reason for himself. Like, he should just be like, what did I say earlier? I don't want to get into any of your garbage. Leave me out of this. Right. He could he could have or should have just said, "Uh, I know I haven't given a haircut, but I'm sure if I give you one, I'll get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, every Um, single time I help you with something, I end up getting into trouble. mm -hmm. Like. It's one line. That's all. He, maybe and maybe that's one of those things that got cut for time. Yeah, right? maybe. And then I like too how uh, how I think the beef says, "Are you finished?" And he's like, "I don't know, but I think I better stop." <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that that's like another act break where like they're coming out and um, his head is just like completely disgusting, and he does the like cross-eyed look up oh, at his hair surveying surveying the damage before he looks in the mirror at himself that gorgeous little mirror oh yeah <laughs> it's like the daintiest little hand there's, mirror there's also uh this moment too where i i honestly thought upon the first viewing that the beef would maybe cry or like throw a bit of a, a kid tantrum. Cause I don't know about you, but even as an adult, as an adult woman, I sometimes cry when I get my hair really? cut. I know that. Yes. I'm, I am very attached to my hair and what it means to me as a person. 
and I know it grows back, but there's this weird, I know it does, but there's this weird thing where I'm like, oh, my hair. Right. And I thought the beef was going to cry. And Wally's like, sorry, beef. And he's like, that's okay. It's only your first right. haircut. You'll get better as you go along. And I was like, you're not present. <laughs> Even though you looked at your own head. So, yeah. And so the beaver like looks into the mirror and picks up a comb and starts like combing the weird patches of hair. And he's like, how long do you think it'll take before it grows back? And he's like, I don't know, a week. And they just kind of like believe that it'll only take a week to grow back. Like it's just a week. Yes. That's how long it'll take to grow back. Uh, which also would explain why in the next episode, he likely doesn't have this messed up hair again. What do you really? I, I mean, I haven't seen the next episode, but like, Oh, in an, in an episode of tell, you I know, it's a week later. Mean. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same way that there's the pet cemetery. <laughs> We're like, what happened to the dog that you had? What happened to the gator? The, Who's feeding the turtle? Right. Well, we know what happened to the gator. That's at Captain Jack's alligator oh, yeah. farm. That's the That's only right. one that is accounted for, to our knowledge. That's true. Yeah, they to have a turtle, knowledge. a fish, and a dog that we will never see again. Never see again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. The hair is going to just miraculously be right. So in totally this normal. weird dimension that Mayfield exists in, maybe it's, uh, you know, one of the, uh, maybe we're in hell. And it's just like a different layer of hell. Uh, and Or it's like Groundhog me, Day. Right? And it's just like a week and then time just resets itself and nobody learns any lessons. Right. Uh, so right. Or remembers how to do tabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He manipulates Wally. It's okay. It's your first time. Wally apologizes to the beaver. Like, that is something else where it's just like, I'm not... Jedi mind trick. Well, they should just be like, you know what? This is your problem, not mine. And you're the one that started cutting your hair first. I just tried to help you fix it. Not my fault that it made it worse. That's your fault. That's on you. Yeah. Wally has no spine. It's like he should have, like, said, I'm not going to cut your hair but let's talk to mom so that mom can take you back to the barber. Cause I know dad's going to get angry. Right. Which we will get into shortly. So right. <laughs> uh, next scene. They are at the dinner right. table and it's June's third look. She's wearing a tiny pleated uh, skirt. I'm going to go with like a cream okay. color and then a three quarter button down cardigan pullover with a collar. Um, Earrings, bracelet, watch. I think she actually may have have a pendant necklace on instead of pearls. Interesting. I know. So, yeah, she walks in. Ward is cutting meat. She's putting food on the table. Uh, Mentions how she hasn't seen Beaver all day. Weird, right? So, uh, Mm -hmm. then, of course, Beaver and Wally walk in wearing these, as they call them, stocking caps or skating <laughs> caps. I think June calls them at one point. And obviously June and Ward are like, uh, what gives? And Oh, 
this is what my one of my favorite lines of Leave It to Beaver so oh, yeah? far. Yeah, it's when the boys are like, "What's for dinner?" and she's like, "Pot roast, <laughs> potato pancakes, and what's the big idea?" Right? <laughs> I wish you would have said like, June. "And a side of what's the big idea?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, "Oh, zing!" I know that was a uh, a pretty a pretty good move from old from old old mom. <laughs> yeah, right. So I uh, loved it. Wally thinks quick, which first of all, Wally should not have to play along with these shenanigans. So no, I and what I was gonna say, I don't know how you operate but if i'm going to tell a lie to my parents yeah. i am going to think about all the questions they would ask and my answers right. ahead of time like i'm not just gonna go hey hats the greatest idea in the world march down to dinner i'm gonna think why am i wearing this cap who told me about the club what's the club's name right like i'm gonna you know dot all my eyes cross all yeah. my t's all they say is that they are are joining a club, and for initiation, they have to wear these caps for a week because a week is as long as it takes for hair to grow back to its normal state. That's, yeah. Uh. That is just understood. So then... Um, oh my God. They ask what the club is called, and they say that that is also a secret. So it's a secret club. Yeah. They can't talk about what the club is about, which mm -hmm. when I was a kid, there were de I don't remember, but like there were definitely like we're going to start a club and it's going to be blah, 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 blah. And but like it was nonsense. Right. Right. And it's kind of it's a little fight club. <laughs> yeah, it's a fight club, which would explain the black eye from the episode prior. Previous. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, they they can't say what the club is called or what it's about or anything like that. Um, and Wally, I, th I feel like, is doing a pretty good job covering up for his little evil brother. Right? Right. I mean, all things considered. Right. Okay, so here's the next part that I don't like about okay. this episode. I believe the boys get sent to their room. Right. I don't recall either of them eating pot roast or potatoes. And if we just think back to the first few scenes, the kid has not had lunch at school three days in a Ooh. row. Now you're going to send him to his room with no dinner? Come on. Problematic. Problematic. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess um, part of the groceries must have been potatoes and the pot roast. And pot roast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, $30 pot roast. Right. So they go upstairs and Wally in the beaver in their bedroom, Wally doesn't think that the parents bought it. And it's another yeah. very brief scene. There's really nothing to it. I don't really remember if there were even any stupid little wisecracks. Do you remember anything like that? I think I think you're skipping some stuff. Let me go back to my notes because I think you're thinking about them in their pajamas. Like, no, like with oh, in their okay, pajamas. Yeah, that must be the next morning. The next I guess. morning, they're in their pajamas. Oh wait, okay. 
the scene I think you might be skipping is they go to the kitchen, June and Ward, and they're doing dishes. Oh, no, this one and comes... And they're like... No, this one comes first. Wally and the Beaver are in their bedroom, and they're just like, okay. I don't think that they bought it. And then it's a very quick scene. And then we go to June and Ward in the kitchen, and they're talking okay. about it, and they're just like, I don't know about that. And then I... Uh, they, and yeah, so June is like, I don't know about that. And then Ward guesses everything exactly right. He's like, because June is like, you don't think this has anything to do with it. his haircut, do you? And then Ward is like, I think it has everything to do with his haircut. I think that he went to go get the haircut, lost his money, tried to cut his hair on his own, got Wally involved, messed it up, and they created this whole thing. Just to like mess with us. And yeah. June is like, and what I, I don't know. Maybe there really is a secret club. Well, yeah. And I think, too, if I were a parent and I had kids that were like, we have to wear these hats. And if it was really offensive to me that they were going to wear the hats, I'd be like, take them off. Nobody's in our house right now. You're at my dinner table. You play by my rules. And when you leave the dinner table, put the hat back on. Well, if... If June and Ward are anything like Wally, this is a family with no spines. <laughs> they they can't just. Where do you think Wally gets yeah, it? Exactly. Um, so then they they talk about they they kind of dance around things a little bit, and like Ward is like, no, we have to respect their privacy. We can't just barge in on them. But then suggests that when the kids are sleeping, they go in and take a peek under Beaver's cap. Uh, uh, sneaky, deceitful. Yeah. Um, and so that's exactly what they do. Yeah. Yep. They creep in. Ward pulls up the cap, sees a fraction of the damage and says, ooh, you don't want to see mm. this. That's and then right. June goes, no, I have to. And she let me look and she looks yeah. and she gasps. It's like a horror scene. I was thinking yeah. if you had like some like dun, 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 right? music instead of what actually is there. And and like just Ward grabbing her yeah. mouth kind of violently. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then they go down into the living room and June is like in shock. She is like. Yeah inconsolable she needs to be sent away to an institution she is a changed woman oh also what i what i didn't like about this scene is not like the kids will make fun of beaver's haircut at school it's the parents oh, yeah. who will see the beaver will think less of them it's like again about their vanity oh, and how people perceive them as absolutely. parents rather than i hope that nobody makes fun of him the week after he gets a black eye right. i know oh uh, yeah i know God. it's crazy um these parents so ward actually seems kind of understanding at first but then he says Boy, when I was a kid, my father would have wailed the tar out of me. And then he talks about how he's tempted to do the same to the beaver. 
too much talking about we that. We are four aired episodes into the show, and Ward has already alluded to the idea of beating his child in, I don't know, every episode? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, in my notes, Either beating I said, his he's child not or re- inciting violence <laughs> against yeah. another child. I was, I was going to say, my notes say he's not going to resort to physical violence, but he's tempted. Oh, he is tempted. Yeah. So. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. I, oof. I really hate that about Struggles. war. It's like yeah. June is the only thing preventing him from beating the crap out of his kids. Ugh. I mean, ugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so then we go to this to the next morning where the kids yes. are in their pajamas and bathrobes and slippers. Before we do oh, that, go ahead. there's an exterior shot of the next okay. morning of their house. People walking in front of a picket fence. No coats. Uh-huh. Leaves on all the trees. Yeah. All right. <laughs> next morning, June's fourth look. Right. She's in her robe. Strand of pearls, earrings, bracelets, <laughs> hair, perfect. Yeah. They all look amazing in their bathrobes. It is, yeah. in my, as my notes Do say, they? bathrobe time. It is total <laughs> bathroom. The kids are reading the comics uh, in the newspaper. I'm, we're just assuming it's Sunday and that the day prior is Saturday. Makes sense. Nobody's right. at work. So Ward and June give the boys a chance to come clean. Yes. They do this little cat and mouse about the barbershop. Yeah, we're, and I, I might try to, you know what? Here is the audio from this scene. Now, Beaver, yesterday I gave you a dollar and 75 cents to get a haircut. Is that right? Yes, sir. Did you get a haircut? I sure did. At the barbershop? I went to the barbershop. Did you get a haircut there? I got a haircut, all right. <clears throat> Beaver, did you get a haircut at the barbershop? I went to the barbershop, and I got a haircut. Beaver, take off that cap. So Beaver doesn't lie. He finds all of the loopholes he has to use in order mm-hmm. to not lie, but also tell his narrative. Right. He went to the barber. He got a haircut. He went to the barber and then he got a haircut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And eventually gets Ward gets the truth out of the beaver. And, you know, oh, yeah. So they take the cap off. Oh, yeah. And then June, like, wails or something. She She, does her. I don't know. No, no, no. She yeah, her little or gasp. something, but I think she in the middle of the boys like sitting there. June says like, "Excuse me," and puts the cap right. back on because it's just too it's upsetting too to look her. at her kid's head. It's absolutely too much for her. So clearly, this is a time where like the beeve has not fallen out of a tree or scraped as or broken any bones. Like they've not gone to the emergency right. room. <laughs> it's the hair that's really getting them. This is this is that this is it. It's the the straw that broke the camel's back for her. So Ward gets the truth out and sends the kids upstairs. And now it's just Ward and June. And June. Yeah. Being the weak, spineless woman she is, blames herself and Ward. 
It's our fault. But I think he... He also says, are we monsters? Do we hit him? Do we beat him? And I'm like, I don't know. Do you? I know. I wrote that down. I was like, what? Okay. So that's what I'm saying. June is the only thing keeping him from beating them because he clearly wants to. And now he's acting like it's a badge of, of honor that he hasn't beat his children. Yeah. Yeah. So they're talking about punishments and how like you know they send them up and they're like we got to think of your punishment and then they're just like oh what's going on what do we have to do uh back in wally in the beaver's room beaver thinks that they would have gotten away with it if they would have thought of a name for the club it's like he doesn't for a minute think i feel bad for what i did I should have just talked to them about it. They know I have this problem with losing things rather than showing me how to not lose things or taking steps to help me hold on to things better. They just let me make the same mistake again. Oh, well, instead, I came up with this whole elaborate thing. I've got my brother involved in this who clearly didn't want to get involved in stuff. I was going to say, there's not even any remorse for like... I'm sorry that I messed up and I got you in like trouble also, big right. brother. He says like, I'm glad that we can be in this mess together. Yeah. yeah. So Wally's super annoyed, obviously, but in like in, in all honesty, Wally certainly deserves some sort of blame because he shouldn't have gotten himself into this in the first place. Yeah. Not your first time at the rodeo, no. Wally. How, the beaver is your brother. How old is the beaver now? What what grade is he supposed to be in? Like sixth, second grade, third, third grade. grade, fourth. So okay, so he's like, let's just say ten. So like, while he's been dealing with this for like ten years. Oh yeah. Yeah. So while uh, I'm sorry, Ward and June enter the bedroom, and big shock, no punishment. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was a big shock. So. It's this whole teaching moment about how. The they really want they feel like if they are mean to the kids and they yell at the kids and they punish the kids, it's not going to help them progress. So instead, Ward tells them when something like this happens in the future, I want you to come to us and talk to us, which guess what? The beaver did talk to him and still it just got us into this whole issue again. So yeah, it's like, this reminds me of like specific times in like my childhood. And I know I'm going to misremember it because that's how memory works. But I feel like, There were times when I was getting in trouble for something I did. And then I would scream at my mom like, I thought you were my friend. And then my mom would be like, I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. And then I would like feel like betrayed Uh in some way. And I was waiting for that in this episode. Like, we're not your buddies. We're your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. 
But instead, they're like, I don't want our kids to hate us. Right. And honestly, at this point, they have done nothing to remedy the fact that the beaver loses money, but nothing else. They should tie his money to a glass doorknob and he'll never lose anything again. Yeah. Or like put it inside of like, I don't know, a mason jar (laughs) and like strap it onto a suspender or a belt so that it has to like rattle like a dog collar when he walks around so they can hear him and the money that he's got. Until you learn how to hold on to your stuff, you have to have this jar of shame. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. So uh, that way, if it's not rattling, they can be like, Beef, what'd you spend that money on? Yeah. Ugh. Just checking in. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, they say, get dressed. We're going out we're for going breakfast. We're going out for breakfast, and maybe we'll go out for a movie. Unbelievable. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Okay, so then the final right. scene is a close-up on the the a poster that says Grant Avenue School Holiday Festivals, uh-huh. refreshments, entertainment, carols. Carols. Okay, so I want to know what the entertainment is that isn't carols. <laughs> First Adult of all, dancers. that's where my... <laughs> yeah. And it starts at 8.30. It's pretty late. Don't kids... That's pretty late. Yeah. Broadway shows start at seven times sometimes because of school nights. Aye, aye, aye. I, I'm telling you, we are, um, we are not existing on this planet. No. Um, so, yeah. So then so uh, we hear the, the sound of a, a Christmas carol about Christ being born and stuff like that. And yeah, I think it's like, I think it's, I meant to go back right. and listen, but I think it's like a little town of Bethlehem oh, yes, or something. Is. And I was like, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we're panning across the all the children. Is, oh my God. Everybody is an angel. It's not that just the beeve is an angel and it might like offend his masculinity. Every single child is yeah, an and angel. And aren't they all boys? I believe yeah, they so are. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Which was like the whole thing of this first, like everybody's an angel. Like it's not just the beef. Ugh. And then I was like, how sad is their house that they have no Christmas decorations, no Christmas Christmas tree. There's no indication of any holiday spirit at all during this episode. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I was like, this is sad. Yeah, it's really, really weird. Everything about this episode is just really, really strange. Because I know it's crazy and I know it's gotten worse since I've gotten older. But I feel like we used to get our Christmas tree the first week of December. Like a lot of people get it the day after Thanksgiving. But we would get ours like maybe the first weekend of uh, of December or the first, the second mm-hmm. week so that we could least at least have the tree like two weeks or three weeks until the new year. Because once it was January 1st, we we're taking that tree yeah. down. No longer Christmas. So like, when are they going to get their tree? Oh, <laughs> I just couldn't. It's, it's really strange. I mean, uh, I mean, if it's a, if they do go to a religious school, which there aren't really many indications of it, if it's, was it just called like Grant Avenue School or something like that? Yeah. Then it's not like St. 
blah bitty blahs. Paul. Right. Sure. You name a saint, any saint. So, yeah, sure. it's not like the name of a saint. It's just a, a, a public school, seemingly. There have been no indications from the yeah. classroom scenes that we've seen that it's a religious school. So if it were a religious school, then it could be like, we just want to sing about Christ. You know, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, September. And here we are singing about Christ. Let's say that it's October yeah, 25th when this episode aired. You know, it's it's the fall. But you know what? Let's sing some songs about Jesus, because that's what we're about. Right. No, this is just a standard elementary school. Yeah. Ugh. I also thought it was weird because because uh, like you said, I think they are all boys. It's just like the boys choir because there are girls in his we classroom. We certainly know that. Yeah. Violet Rutherford. Anyway, ugh. This. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This this episode just itched me the wrong way from top to bottom. Oh, my God. Me, too. Absolutely. I'm like, I can't wait for the next one just because it'll be different from this one. And because we haven't recorded yeah. an episode in a while, it's just been stewing because I watched it a while ago. Yeah, I rewatched it again me today too. to finish taking my notes. But it was just like, oh, it's like festering, which is like, why is this happening? Why is this happening to yeah. us? I feel like also they might go out for breakfast or brunch quite a bit because weren't they going to go out um, after they dropped the alligator yeah. off? At Captain Jack's. Like put on your Sunday best, go to <laughs> oh church, God. go drop, hold the alligator the whole time, drop See, it off and then go out for what? brunch. OK, let's let's talk about this episode in comparison to Captain Jack, which was with the second episode, I believe that episode yes. had a lot to love. It showed the first toilet yes. on television. Love it. They had a lot of like little kid characters coming in and like kind of saying funny things like that was fun. There was an alligator. That was a cool thing. They have a scene at the post office. That's a real fun thing. They they have a scene where they are imitating adults where they have their own yeah. like alligator farm where they're giving tours and stuff. Yeah. They have a house, a zany housekeeper. Have a zany house. There's just like so much more going on. And this one, the only other place that we go, well, aside from the school at the end is the barber shop where it's just like it's just an uncomfortable scene. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Captain Jack just had so much more to it. Plus, it had the puzzling scene at the end where they're wearing like their finest wardrobe to go to the alligator farm and nowhere else. Another scene that might have right. had some lines cut from it to explain why they're dressed up so nicely. Um, yeah. It also had a puppy at the end. Like that episode just had a lot to love. And this one just had a mm -hmm. lot to make you confused. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh, Louise and I discussed, yeah. this is for you listeners out there, we discussed doing a rating system for each episode. So we are going to give, uh, from now on, episodes of, of Leave it to Beaver a, uh, a, a five-point rating system, and it's based on Strands of Pearls. Oh, I thought we were going with G-Golly. Oh, G-Golly, that's right. We're going with G-Gollies. Okay. Louise, how many G-Gollies would you give this episode? Okay, I gave this episode one G-Golly. 
Like it was, it was not a gee golly for me. It was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a quitter and I often will read books and uh, hate them, but still finish them because I'm not a quitter. But this and this episode makes me happy to have watched it because now up until, you know, when we finish it, I'll be able to say I've watched every episode. But other than that, this is not gee golly. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it two gee gollies. Uh, I was going to give it one, but as you were talking about yours, it was like, yes, there's that aspect to it. The completionist aspect to it. And the other Gigali is not because it's a good episode in any way, but I like the fact that it's messing with our heads. Oh, okay. I like the fact that unintentionally it is giving us a lot to think about in terms of the mysterious location of Mayfield, USA. The relationship between the brothers. The relationship between the... Yeah, the, the... the part about Beaver that makes you wonder, what does he know that we don't know? What is really going on here? Is he really losing money or is he stashing yeah. away this money? And just it's a lie that he's losing it, because one thing that we know for sure is that the Beaver is a liar. He is a yeah serial liar and he's a manipulator. But he he's also like a serial truth teller. He could have said at the barber, nothing, got his hair cut, and then said, oh, I don't have my money. Because then he would have still gotten the haircut. You don't pay ahead of time for your haircut. You pay after. So he could have lied, gotten the haircut, and then said, I don't have my money. I'll be right back. Yeah. And then not come back. And he also, um, like, didn't lie in the cat and mouse Mm -hmm. back and forth with his parents about, I went to the barber and then I got a haircut. Right. Here's what I would have wanted. I would want this episode to actually end with him successfully getting a haircut without all the stuff of Wally giving him a haircut. But I want to see him retracing his steps from the barbershop back to his house, finding the money that he lost. Because he's saying, I'm not going to lose any more money. I am not going to let my dad down. Because, as we all know, he really wants to beat the crap out of me. What I'm going to do is I'm not going to give him that chance what I'm going to do is I'm going to retrace my steps. I'm going to go to the fire station because that's probably where I went before. I'm going to talk to old Gus and I'm going to be like, hey, did you see $1.75 laying around? Because I lost it. You know what would have been interesting, too, is if, he, if instead of going home to give himself a haircut, he would have gone to Gus and said, hey, this is the predicament I'm in. Do you have a quarter that I can borrow? Could I polish the fire right. engine for you? And like, because doesn't in a different episode, he say like, oh, I'd really like to go fishing, but I can't. And Gus is like, well, why don't you go fishing in my boat anyway? Or, you know, something. And Also, there's like, 
Or like then he could have gone to right, the, mechanic. the mechanic. Didn't he do some stuff for the mechanic? Yeah. So yeah. he could have been resourceful and found ways to like make the money for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or gone to Violet Rutherford's house, rung the doorbell and said, hey, do you have any loose change? Could I like brush your hair for a quarter? Or could you put my haircut on your dad's tab and then like gone up to his like dresser and like pulled open right. or his like writing desk and like Because you know that Fred Rutherford has weird stuff in his writing desk. Yeah. <laughs> and you could have, or like uh, an episode where he and Violet Rutherford like throw all their couch cushions on mm-hmm. the floor. And like look for change because in a separate episode, the mom and dad are finding trinkets, buried treasure in the couch cushions. That's true. He could have like. Yeah. So. Or you know how when he does the um, Captain Jack right. tours he of all the kids the and he's charging them 10 cents or whatever. He could have done something really clever. Yeah. And like he could make and the he money could have back. also gotten Wally involved, but in a way that wouldn't have put Wally in a really awkward situation because Wally likes doing weird stuff too. You know, yeah. it's like, like instead of selling lemonade, you sell like kisses from Wally. Oh my God. Who's a total dreamboat? I, right. Who's a total yeah. dreamboat? Uh, you know, I, I agree. I think that we have thought or of like, ways that um, this episode... Peanuts, Lucy style. Oh, yeah. Like relationship therapy oh my God, or something. Yeah, psychiatric advice. Yes. So we have figured out how this episode should have gone. I think that they just wanted to show the visual of Beaver cross-eyed looking up at his like weirdly yeah. mangy head of hair. Mm-hmm. But instead, I think they just like... And not they. What's the guy's name who wrote this one? Bill. Bill? Oh, yeah, maybe not. Bill, Bill Manhoff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, he just, I don't know, didn't do it right. Maybe it was his first. He made. I don't know. He made Beaver look like a manipulative little scum. He made Wally look like mm-hmm. a spineless little good for nothing fink. I don't know. <laughs> he made Ward a troubled. Yeah. Violent. Yeah, repressed, uh, violent. Uh, survivor. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, it makes June look like a lazy mom who gives her kid lunch money rather than using her time to just make a lunch. Yeah. PB and J. Yeah. It's easy. Uh, All right. Easy. Carrot sticks and PB and J. We got to wrap this one up. We're getting, we're yeah. getting mad. We're <laughs> getting like really angry. Maybe. Yeah. So, uh, little bit of business. First of all, thanks everyone for listening. If you like th- you. the banter that Louise and I have, listen to our other podcast. I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. It is a podcast about all the great ideas that we have that we're never going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you like our banter and think, Hey, I don't have any mind to watch Leave it to Beaver for myself, but my mom is like super into the, the beef. Teach your mom how to podcast, have her subscribe, yeah. have her go on iTunes and rate it. I don't know. Maybe you want to rate it. it. Takes two seconds. Yeah. All right. Well, 
if you would like to listen or watch along with us, if you go to yeah, archive.org and search for leave it to beaver, you can find all the episodes mm-hmm. there streaming. Yeah. Uh, and, and go to Louise to beaver.com and see, uh, screen grabs of all the things that we've talked about so that you can kind of follow along a little bit if you don't feel like watching the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And if you, this was and swell. feel free to leave comments there too, or write them to Louisa to beaver at gmail.com. Right. Love it. This has really been swell. I like, I like, I like. You like. I like too. And we're going to leave everybody mm-hmm. with this. To a growing boy, there are some emotions you can take in your stride. Love, anger, but fear can play havoc with your little imagination. And that's our story next time on Louisa to Beaver. Beaver.